Hello, and welcome to the Healthier Home Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Peterson. This podcast is for everyone who would like to create a healthier, happier home for themselves as well as their families. Each week, I will be joined by health and home experts who will share their tips and tricks with us on how to create a healthier home. Don't worry about taking notes as everything that is linkable from today's podcast, as well as past podcasts, can be found on the Healthier Home Podcast.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back to episode seven of the Healthier Home Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well and you're getting situated in this new normal. Can't believe we're like, what, week five or six, or I don't even know how many weeks of this whole staying at home kind of thing. But life is getting better here, I'd have to say. Um, I Last week was a tougher week for us as a family because it was snowing and we were definitely stuck inside. So it was a lot of snow. In fact, I think we got like two feet of snow, crazy amounts of snow. But this week being the fact that it's Colorado and we just love to switch from different types of temperature, right? Now we're in warm weather and I have been loving it. I've been outside and we are redoing our backyard. So there's been a lot of moving rocks and digging in the dirt. So I have had a great time. Hopefully you're getting outside too and you're having um, a great time with your family as well. This week we continue our series on the big spring clean. Nothing is more motivating than the sunshine and the grass growing and the blossoms blooming and the fresh air to get you in the mood for some good old scrubbing and cleaning. And who else to help us get our house sparkling and clean than Kathleen Paisano. Welcome Kathleen back to the show. We are so excited to have you here. Woohoo. Thanks for having me again. Uh Uh-huh. You guys, today we are talking about spring cleaning, man. Let's get our houses all clean and fresh for the spring. And there is nobody better to help us with that than Kathleen. Thanks. I don't know if I can live (laughs) up to the pressure, but I'll do what I can here. Yes, you can. You are so full of such wisdom. And last time it was so great learning many, many tips that I am excited to be using with my kids. And I know many of the viewer or listeners out there are also applying that too. So today let's talk about, first of all, what are some things you think that resonate that the spring cleaning that people need to be focusing on? Like kind of like your big, big, big areas of the house that need to be attacked, tackled in spring. Sure. So I think um, I'm getting a little better at putting myself in the mindset of, you know, first of all, we clean houses on a regular basis. So right. for me, I'm so used to things get done in my house and my customer's house on a regular basis. So you don't have to worry. First of all, the first tip of spring cleaning <laughs> is when you regularly clean your house and you have systems, you don't have to worry about spring cleaning as much. Is correct. that correct? That, that's correct. So yeah. there are very few things that would then become, a, oh, this is something, you know, like in my house that I need to do maybe twice a year, you know, springtime. You know, I was talking about how I like to, for me, it's a good way to remember, would be daylight savings. Right. And I've sometimes had people call me for quotes that they're just looking to have their house deep cleaned around daylight savings. That's their, you know, their get in there and get all the nooks and crannies. Yeah. Um, I do like having those reminders of daylight savings times, both times being able to say, this is when we really attack 
Um, you know, I've mentioned last time that I have my own system. It's when I have people coming in sure. my house, which I sure. think a lot of people do when you have company and you know that you're going to have those times of the year that you're having people in, then you can kind of set those are the times that you're going to be doing your deep cleaning as well too. So, but yeah. Absolutely. And I think for, you know, uh, listeners who missed the last one where we talked uh, about bedrooms, definitely is a great time to be airing out, spraying those mattresses, mm-hmm. uh, time to replace pillows. They don't last forever. Even exactly. if you wash them, I do wash mine on a regular basis. Um, I tend to think of spring cleaning things of anywhere where particularly dust has gotten trapped. Yeah. So for a lot of people, let's say they don't have a cleaning service who is taking care of certain things on a regular basis. Most people don't clean their blinds. Yeah, that is true. You know, and so that's a great time to damp wipe them. Yeah. Uh, At again, that point, you do need to damp wipe. Yeah, you, you want to damp right. wipe when them. When it gets functified, and I just damp wipe a lot of times because when you're, especially in the kitchen or whatever, you might have grease mixed with that dust. For sure. And just dusting alone is not going to get that no, clean. No, no. And, and splatters and those kind of things happen where uh, the buildup, especially like you're talking cooking in the mm-hmm. grease. So either above the kitchen uh, sink where there's a window, mm-hmm. those blinds tend to be dirtier than others because a lot of things get splashed up on there. Sometimes even food. I mean, right. Um, same thing at the hood over uh the hood and the area, sometimes there's a cabinet up above over your stove Yes, that you would just be surprised that air, grease, dust, pet hair, like a lot is traveling mm-hmm. up above when you're cooking and you wouldn't think that it's made it those several feet up to those top cabinets. It's amazing. Holy I have done, cow. Yeah. you know, I do these oven challenges and I'll go in and I'll help people clean out their ovens and uh-huh. do different things and always... It almost seems like when I go to someone's oven and we look up and we talk about what's accumulated above yeah. in the fan, yes. in the vent, and it's that grease. And yes. at that point, it's not a maintenance clean. It's a deep clean, which then usually I'll just take some detergent, um, laundry detergent from Norwex, and I'll just put it in with some hot water and I'll let it Perfect. soak. And it yeah. cuts right through it. Yes. Just because I'm not going to spend my time scrubbing that when it's been like an inch thick of stuff and grime and grease. Yeah, I'm not a fan of scrubbing, period. Mm -hmm. I think that there are products or systems, and honestly, even if it doesn't involve a product, that the soaking of something. Yeah, soaking is a very powerful, even water in itself. Absolutely. And hot water can do a lot. But yeah, looking underneath those... Those hair, those those areas where there can be hair collection or grease or grime underneath the vent where it's sucking things in, I think is a huge area that you definitely need to be looking at in your kitchen. Absolutely, for sure. Um, another thing we were talking about, um, I think, is when we our laundry room and behind the washer and dryer, those vents. Yes. Um, I have a funny story. When we bought this house. Uh, we they left their washer and dryer, and they were um, a family that used a lot of products and things like that and didn't necessarily clean but sprayed a lot of stuff. So our walls were all glistening mm. when we came in the house, and I literally had to mop all of our walls before we painted them because yes. they were just coated. But behind the dryer, there was a foot of dryer lint. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, talk about a hazard. So really yeah. getting so dangerous. Yeah. Gross, so dangerous. But gross. so dangerous. Yes. Toxic, dangerous, and gross all in one. And Absolutely. Yeah, especially if you have a foot of it, that's just super not okay. <laughs> and yeah. you can also take off that vent and suck and vacuum mm-hmm. that out yes. as well. And that's something to do too because you don't want to have that accumulation coming into your house. Absolutely. Same thing on the back of uh, your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't 
really ever have a reason to pull out the refrigerator unless something has happened. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, the cutting board just fell behind the refrigerator. Right, exactly. Mine's Otherwise, massive. Nothing falls behind me. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think yeah. about who yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, I'm not behind there. I don't know what it looks no. like. And then it'll get pulled out and I'm like, holy cow. I, you know, I know How does this know stuff even get back there? And I don't even know how it's still working because it's got just all that dust and dander, whatever, right. on the coils and all that stuff in the back. Right. Um, it's much like a cold air return in your house. It's kind of like that for your refrigerator. Um, and so I remember several years ago, I thought, I told my son, I was like, you know, now when it's daylight savings, that's the time I'm going to pull out the fridge. I'm going to vacuum all that stuff off the back of it. Much like behind the dryer. It's just... It's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a hazard, but I know it's not efficient for no, your, your appliance refrigerator at all. Be, and especially they can't breathe. All these new appliances everyone's purchasing, you, you want to be able to have it last a long time. Yes. You don't want to be going and getting a new refrigerator all the time. So if it's not going to have the vent open so it can actually have circulation of air, well, then you're not going to have your refrigerator is not going to be lasting. Well, and when you said that, this reminded me that there are some refrigerators you can still see that vent on the front at the mm-hmm. very bottom of the freezer. Oh, or the door, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and because it's recessed a little bit, you might not notice how gross it is until you have your refrigerator doors open mm-hmm. because it sits back a little ways. Yeah. And so, or if you're across the room, I mean, I happen to have uh, more than one level on my house. So when I'm coming up the set of stairs That's and I can see, see, yeah, because otherwise who's bending all the way down looking under the refrigerator <laughs> door for that little, and a lot of times that piece actually comes off. It's That's typically nice. a plastic piece. Yeah. So if you needed to wash it, because maybe somebody spilled something you didn't know. Otherwise, you're really good to just vacuum it. So when uh, I clean on a regular basis, we crevice tool kitchens. So we're edging for crumbs and, you know, stuff under appliances, but particularly right under that fridge. Yeah, You'd that's be surprised what's building amazing, up there. It's amazing, especially with children. In my kitchen, I'm always, because I use crevice tools too, and I also use the dry mop, but I have to get in the crevice tools sometimes because those yeah. edges are underneath, and the refrigerator especially, because you can have, so I just take it, my, sometimes I'll just take a wet Norex yes. cloth and go underneath it. Absolutely. And just clean, because it's the best way to get underneath that, and as far as I can go, and I just clean around, you know, that's without moving the refrigerator. I do definitely think that's a great point of those two times a year, yeah. moving the refrigerator out, cleaning that stuff out. I also um, was looking at the other day something that I'm not as good at that I want to get better at is cleaning my glass around my light fixtures. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was looking at mine the other day because we cook with a lot of fat in that because we're more paleo type. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of fat going on. And I was looking at those and I was like, oh, God, that, you know, they're clear glass farmhouse. And I'm like, oh. And then they're not clear glass no, anymore. They're not. Yeah. They're now like frosted and they're not supposed to be frosted. So, do you have any tips and tricks on that or just take them down and clean them? So, if they're, if we're talking about in a kitchen and it's, it's uh, greasy, mm-hmm. then I'm a fan of usually putting it in the sink with hot water, uh, a couple drops of dish soap, let it soak. Yeah. Typically, then you can pick it up, sponge it off, rinse it, and yeah. air dry it. I think that's the um, best way. I agree. What I see a lot of people never clean. Um, are the light bulbs in their bathrooms. Ew. And sometimes you'd be surprised how much better you could see in the bathroom. <laughs> it might not the- be your light bulbs. It might just be the <laughs> fixtures that are an inch thick. Yeah, we have some in our house, and I need to figure this out because some of our light fixtures you have to unscrew and you have to get a, like a thing. And yes. I'm like, oh, good God, just shoot me now. And they're the ones we inherited. And 
yeah, to get the, the, the piece off so you can take the light bulb out yes. so you can get it. And then there's like a moth's trapped underneath it. And yeah. That's oh, just yeah. Gross. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. some people still have a lot of those bathroom fixtures that are just the naked round light bulbs. Oh, wow. That look like, you know, back in the kind of yeah. go up and down on oh, the yeah, side yeah, yeah. of a, like a makeup mirror. And they're not wiping those things down. Those. Oh, yuck. So, and I've been... Turn in, it off and wipe it down. And, yeah. the, and the way to do that, they have to be off because yeah, I let's... train girls all the time that don't realize how hot a light bulb well, can get. Well, and that get. could explode if you exactly. put cold water on the light. Water of any kind. Yeah. So whether you've got a hot or a cold, wet mm-hmm. cloth, and some of these light bulbs get super hot, mm-hmm. yeah, you only do it once and then you realize that well, I don't want to do that again. So turn the lights <laughs> off. So... Uh, Climb up there or get a step stool, which, whichever you can reach in your right. home. Um, I take a hot, damp Enviro cloth. You know, it's wrung out really tight. Right. So it's not super soupy because whatever water you – what you put on something, you have to get off. And then I'm just using a dry cloth to just dry off the excess and polish it up. It, it's so fast and – can make a difference in the lighting of it. But honestly, I see bathrooms all the time where they've had a service cleaning it, except for those light bulbs. And I get it because in a lot of cases, we can't always clean them. We always dust them with a dusting wand. But in a lot of cases, Workman's Comp doesn't allow us to climb up onto a bathroom counter or stand on a step stool. Okay, that's a good point. So in somebody's own personal home, that's something that if just twice a year do that because your hairspray, your hair, oh. your whatever, that Same stuff builds up on a around. hot light bulb. Exactly. Yeah. I When we bought this house, once again, by the bathrooms, there was so much hairspray caked up on the walls. Yes. It's glistening. Yeah, wiping that stuff down for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, and wiping out those drawers and things like that. I mean, gosh. Wipe them or at a minimum more, vacuum them. Yeah, vacuum and, well, if you're in the bathroom and there's gunk in those – you yes, know, I'm, I I tried it. Only, I mean, unfortunately, it's one of those things on my list that I'm always like, oh gosh, I got to get to those drawers and clean them out and mm-hmm. wipe them out. And but if you can hit those at least like two or three times a year, that would Abs- be great. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. What anything else that you're thinking about? Um, ceiling fans. Again, if you don't have somebody who's regularly doing it and you have them throughout your house, great time. You know, spring cleaning. Anymore, there's a lot of vaulted ceilings or people have that wonderful ceiling fan light fixture up way above their oh living my room. Gosh, I know. It does require a ladder, so let's just try to only do the ladder for spring cleaning. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can sometimes see when you're up above, when you're on the second floor, you can just see how horrible. Or the window that's cut out. You can see that. Exactly. Edge. So that's another time that's a great. And I like having those daylight savings because. Really, twice a year. You really, I mean, it's not a one-time It's better than thing. never. Yeah. I mean, if you can just do that and make it those two times, because there's a lot of things in the fall you need to do just getting ready to winterize your house. So yes. So why not be doing it then? And I like using the mop handle, putting mm-hmm. a viral wand on that yep. and bending it. And you can yes. get sometimes those ledges without even a ladder, depending on how high they are. But yeah, for sure, because those edges just catch everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we talked about what, okay, so the oven for sure, and I know that you're not, you don't really attack ovens when you go to others' houses because that in itself is is quite the beast. I always do a lot of cleaning of ovens around the holidays. I'll do oven challenges, but making sure that you're cleaning those out because if you have a lot of baked on gunk in your oven and you're cooking, it just creates VOCs and toxins in your house. So making sure that you're cleaning those out, and it's really easy to do just like with cleaning paste, 
great cool like just using good tools like scrubbers um, I use that I use the spray from the um, oven and grill cleaner and I actually use detergent to soak it yeah and that's it a just good one. comes off and I have done even a bakery here locally and I clean both of their professional ovens just with those things nice yeah yeah I believe so it. it definitely works it's you do not need toxic stuff I tell people not to use their oven um, cleaning feature just because it revs your uh, oven up at such a high temperature that it a um, it can malfunction very easily and there's a lot of ovens that malfunction because it's not set the oven isn't supposed to be over a thousand degrees very often so first of all it can malfunction second of all it releases all kinds of toxins into oh, your house. it's horrific tons of VOCs if you have any pets they cannot be in there and even if after you come back in after that window those toxins are still there they might oh, not yeah. be at their peak level but it's a very very toxic environment to be in so it really easy just to use the right tools, the right mechanical link. And that's what I tell everybody when I do a lot of my videos or trainings, as I say, it's just about having the right tool. Yeah. If you have the right tool. For anything. Yeah. You can clean most anything without using something harsh and abrasive that's going to hurt you or your home environment for sure. Okay. So we've talked about now, do you typically, and I know with the, your teams, you wipe down cabinets pretty frequently. But I don't Every think time. necessarily, I wipe because I have white. And I can mm-hmm. see it the minute my little children sure. stick their hands on it. But wiping inside those cabinets, underneath the cabinets, I think a lot of people yes. forget about underneath. Especially like, you know, you're using your Instapot, um, your Vitamix or whatever, and things are exploding everywhere. You don't know. That stuff can, like, fly everywhere, right? Yeah, so true. So true. Yeah, that's one definitely. And I think also shampooing carpets. Like, that's one that... Yeah is huge and this is the thing people don't realize is that the shampoo that the chemical they're using in that carpet cleaners is extremely toxic most most all um shampooing like if you're doing it yourself are on the environmental working group as f's like they're awful awful. they're one of the most noxious products so you can use something just as easy as a detergent like a laundry detergent i use norex's laundry detergent i use just a teaspoon of it in our own cleaner and that thing works amazing on carpets. absolutely so making sure you're washing your carpets and i wash i take in the spring i take all of our inside um carpets because we only have area i mean area rugs and i take them outside i clean them as soon as there's a sunny day with my machine I do the same thing in the fall. I at least clean them twice a year. I try to do them more like four, but it depends if we have good days. This winter's been so cold, I have not done them for a while. Well, and I think even you talking about, you know, opening things up, taking those out, airing out our houses. Oh, such a big spring cleaning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get and, some mm-hmm. cool... We don't do fresh air like we used to. Not only do we not have it into our house anymore, we don't even go outside like we used to get to get fresh air. But there is something to be said about opening everything up, letting some sunlight come in. I mean, first of all, sunlight is so important anyways for on so many levels. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let that stuff in, letting something even, you know, those rugs dry out in the sun. Right. What a great way. Right. Sun is powerful. It it, it just kills off all that stuff. And so that's extremely important. And I know like with Kelly, we talked about like she every day tries to for an hour or two open up some windows. Our houses are extremely, the air quality is so poor compared to outdoors. Yes. Even if you're in the city. Um, They are talking about now like, you know, a lot of the studies have shown that it can be five times more toxic than outside. But it can be up to 100 times if you have a lot of stuff in your house. Yes. A lot of carpets, a lot of... um, 
upholstered um, furniture, foam, things like that, it can be really, really not a place that's very healthy. So the number one is opening up those windows in the spring as soon as you can and getting fresh air in. Well, much like taking care of your mattresses, your furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we clean a house, we're always vacuuming any furniture that can be vacuumed and we're wiping furniture that needs wiped. Mm-hmm. But somebody who's not having a cleaning service that's coming in to do that, you the stuff that's going into your mattress, when we talk about our bodies and our skin, mm-hmm. that's happening to your furniture. Exactly. And never mind if you've got pets or kids, kids. and crumbs and right. whatever. And if you have crumbs in your couches and if at all, you know, like we in our basement we had some couches down there and some teens you know being down there and as soon as they're you know you can get mice and mice can come in and what do they want they want that food in the couch and so we had some mice and we had to be very because they could get into the couch we had to catch them oh yes so and most people I I forgot what the percentage is how many people have mice that end up in their house at some point so make it not an environment that mice want to be and that couch is definitely one of those environments. Amen that to that. And underneath your cabinets and things like yes. this in those corners. That's like full time. Yes. Where they want to be. Your pantries, if something spills. Oh, yeah. You're just, just because you don't see a mouse doesn't mean you don't have <laughs> Oh, it. so, so yeah. very much so. We um probably one of the grossest things when we had the mouse incident. And I think being the fact our house can open up in the back, sometimes I think maybe this is causing maybe our little problem. But we had a mouse who got into our pantry, and we used to store our food um, on all the shelves. We have a large pantry, okay. and now we only store it on the first top three because okay. of this reason. The mouse got into a corn chip bag, ate the corner, and was inside that bag. And oh, I did not fun. know it right away. So my kids, we pull the ch- and they're eating the chips. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And... Suddenly, my daughter looks and goes, what's on that corner? Like, it's been eaten. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, like, my goodness. To, disgusted. Like, I'm thinking, we have basically, luckily, it was a full bag. And so, they were from the bottom. We were from the top. Oh, my but gosh. Can you say disgusting? Like, well, so, and it happens. Yeah, it happens. Life happens. And especially if your house, like, this house was built in 1989. It's a ranch. You know, there could be some areas that are not sealed. Of whatever course. Have you. Of course. Yeah. But. You know, making sure you're getting all that stuff. And if you have a pantry, do not store your food on that bottom surface if all you have any areas because that is just free free fun oh, for, for the sure. mice. For sure. So we learned that lesson. So hopefully my lesson can be one that saves you <laughs> heartache well, on chips. And along that uh, along that same vein is in your pantry, when's the last time you looked at the dates on this stuff? Yes, for to, sure. To get it cleaned out. Yeah. Yeah, that can be gross. We were talking with Kelly and I about the fridge and also emptying your fridge. Same thing, looking at expiration dates. Your spice cabinet. Oh, see, this is the thing, right? That goes so quickly. Like, holy heck, I thought I just bought that. And you're like, that was six years ago. I can't believe that's the last time I used paprika. The expiration date on your spices (laughs) is quite scary. Luckily, I think they have dates on them. Now I I end up using them pretty quickly. But I do remember, especially when I was first married and I wasn't cooking as much and you know, I had some spices there for a long time. Like, they could have been 10 years old. Yeah. I'm not even sure. I don't know that it'll yeah. hurt you. I think what I've heard is they lose their potency. Yeah, I'm sure they lose their potency. But, but it's just sometimes I'll be like, where has the time gone? Like, yeah. what kind of mother am I that I've just... <laughs> what kind of mother... Why do I even exist? Because my paprika is six years old. I mean, right? seriously, yeah. how can you call yourself a mom? I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't have to tell forget the kids it. that just, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just forget it. Just don't even go on. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I got this new, and I'm so excited. I got a new system where I organize my um, 
you can get these little labels on Amazon where you can put them on the top of the the spice jars. Mm-hmm. So they're all alphabetical in a little grid. It is oh, so great. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and I just yeah. wipe those down because also your spice jars can get nasty. Your right? salt, your kids grab that salt and who knows they've done what. So make sure you wipe down those things. So again, too. that's something that I'm all that I do all the time. Right. But gosh, even when the kids weren't at home and it's just our hands, I'm going to blame it on my husband because yeah, I'm let's pretty just say, confident. Let's put our husbands under- <laughs> my hands are clean all the time. Yeah. Like the front of the microwave would be clean and then he'll make something like, what was on his hands? Was he five? And he just suddenly <laughs> like touched the food before he warmed it up. I don't know. Yeah, Thank, know hopefully my exactly. husband doesn't listen to this. But um, <laughs> no, it's just the, I'm pretty sure those kind of salt and pepper. Sh- <laughs> so when we're cleaning people's homes, whatever is on a countertop, we're wiping off no, and cleaning. Nice. So that just but, so if you get your um, house cleaned by Kathleen, you want something clean, just keep that on your counter. <laughs> yes, that is to way, the <laughs> way to get it done. Maybe not too much though, because she will then not clean if she has to clean up too much of your disorder. And well, <laughs> and the other thing, when you have too much stuff on your countertops, again, what we just talked about—the grease and all of that oh, flying yeah. and going up. I don't care okay. where in your yeah. kitchen it might be. You might now have like that crock pot that you want to keep on your counter or your blender. It's got that those same goobers on it. it. Exactly. Yeah. I you know that's one thing from moving houses and different things that we like to change up in this household. I feel like we've moved so many times. We've learned to not keep a lot on our countertops. Yeah. Just because you get so I'm more of a minimalist in the sense of same here. when I and I think that that's the same thing with Laura, our professional organizer, is like I don't want to see everything needs to have a place. Yes. And I do not have things just laying around because when they do, it adds to the dust, it adds to the debris. It's hard to clean. It's more work it takes for you. So much time, and we run at a very high octane level. So do you. I don't have time to deal yeah. with the disorder, and so if things are put away, it's so much easier to clean and just to wipe down very quickly with a cloth. But if you have all this gunk and stuff, and things mm-hmm. are accumulating underneath, you're setting yourself up for a lot more misery. Yeah, I think aside from wanting to, you know, use an enviro cloth and wipe all your surfaces and keep them clean set yourself free that you don't have so many things on a surface. So like in, in a shower, um, I'm not a fan of having 20 products. Like I literally need one shampoo for my head and one conditioner. My husband shaves his head, so he doesn't care at all about that. But I can't tell you how many houses I clean that have five conditioners, five shampoos, six facings. And Mm -hmm. I'm not exaggerating. And half the time they're barely even full and them sitting there getting all gunky and moldy because then they're sitting in water. Use it up and throw it away. And again, when you're spring cleaning, when's the last time you use this? When did you buy it? Things like your makeup, your, your skin products, Mm -hmm. all of those things that are sitting on your counters. There's no way aside from if you don't even want to think about the money you've spent on them, you just don't have enough face. Right. And the amount of time that the product is yeah, good exactly. for. You don't need to get Aside from that, you them. have to move all of them to clean them. Um, yeah. I mean, things like mascara and uh, moisturizer and all of those things. Right. I, I love to get things that I really love or really want and sometimes need. I'm not going to say everything I buy is something I need. No, of course, sometimes I buy things that I want. But I like to enjoy what I spent my money on right away. So I'm not the person who's going to stock up on uh, Bath and Body Works, you know, 12 things of lotion and whatever, because I can't use them all. And I might get a little bored with my choices, not to mention that could take me a couple years and they're not even that good in a couple years. Right, exactly. So I only want to spend money as if I could go home and I could play with it right away. 
Exactly. Like, and you want to have higher quality, less exactly. of this stuff. Yeah, I know. And that's, I think, before it was like having, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot of the Bath & Body products and you know, whatever have you. You had a lot of fragrances, a lot of that stuff. It's more now the typicals having less of that. Yeah. Having things that actually clean your hair well without being toxic. Yes, exactly. Having things that are good, you know, and having one of it. If you need to have a different shampoo because you... Your hair gets whatever flat from that. Well, then you don't store it all on the thing. You can have it like put away, rotate it out. But yeah, the less you have, the less there is to clean. Pure and simple. Same with your kids. Yeah. And I think it's good for them to be like, okay, we have to go through some of this stuff and we have to get rid of and we have to purge if we're not playing with it. We do it with our, you know, Lori and I talked about, you know, turning your clothes a certain way so that you know if you haven't used it within a year. That you're getting rid of it. Same thought of like if you have been keeping that shampoo or whatever on your thing and you haven't used it for six months, well, maybe you should kick it to the curb. It's yeah. not. It's just taking up space. You don't need it for and, sure. And in, in kids' bathrooms, you see a lot of times where it. I can tell because I'm cleaning that bathroom and I notice that this bottle is empty. Like I don't usually make decisions about people's things when we clean. Yeah, but you're I'm not about also, to throw it away. <laughs> but I'm also super smart. So I can tell that, that those same three whatever body washes this kid has in his bathroom are literally empty because I see he keeps getting new ones and he's using those. Yeah. I'm not going to text his mom and throw them away. I'll, I'll just take them to the recycling, get rid of it. Because I have to keep moving all of this empty stuff. Right. But it's, he's a kid. And for a lot of parents, they're like, I don't go in my son's bathroom. I don't. No, because they're teenagers now. You'd hope that they. Yeah, but they're still crazy hot messes you yeah know? unfortunately and you do have to sometimes people <laughs> i see it for kids and i see it for adults I, I, time is we're just not going to get time back mm-hmm. and i'm a fan of being working smarter not harder and i just don't want to spend my time handling something that has no value so i don't even want to have to move all these extra products that i bought for my skin or my hair or whatever on my bathroom counter so that i can do a good job cleaning my counter i want the mm-hmm. least amount of stuff mm-hmm. on there I want what's underneath the counter to be, I don't have a lot of things under my bathroom sink and I've lived in this house 10 years. Right, right. I have the basics. I know some people get those drawers and the organizer, you know, that is somewhere for you to buy more stuff to put under there that will then expire that you won't get to use. And look, I shop at Sam's Club, so I do buy certain things in bulk um, because it's, I care about how much money I'm spending. Right. Pantry is a big one for, right? Yeah, for sure. I buy bulk in pantry because... First of all, I want to be prepared yeah. if I need food. But there's – and I get you maybe wanting to buy bulk, like, shampoo if you wanted to have a few sets of it for some reason, you know, and you get a great deal. Then, yes, then go get that. But if you buy bulk, just – you end up spending so much more money, and you're not even really using it. Because a lot of times you have to throw it away. <clears throat> exactly. Or it becomes so packed full. Because you don't even know what you have. Exactly. And then you buy more of it. And I've cleaned a lot of homes where I see they've got all these products on the counter. And you could tell they just went to like some, you know, club store and they've gotten, you know, six new deodorants, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I go to put it away, although I don't normally put things away. I will sometimes. I don't expect my girls to do it. But I want to clean the counter. Mm -hmm. And I open up underneath and they've got the same brand new six packs under there. But it's just crammed in there. Right. And nobody, even myself, if I had stuff crammed under somewhere, I'm not going to go, let me go check under what's all crammed in there and see if I need to get deodorant when I'm at the grocery store. Right. You just I'm just pretty surface. sure I probably need it because yeah. I use deodorant and I, 
those kind of things and not to mention all the dust and grime mm-hmm. and hair and again we're not necessarily talking that a mouse is happy in your bathroom cabinet but that's what's happening in people's food cabinets that's what's happening with clothes exactly while i love cleaning I, it's very easy for me to organize um i think organizing is like the biggest area in cleaning because when you are organized you can easily clean and you get better bang yeah. for your buck whether it's paying a company or your own time that it's easier mm-hmm to clean and hit those surfaces and do a better job. Yeah. If you've got your dressers piled high with clothes, jewelry, your penny jar that's none of it, none of the pennies are in a jar, um, all these things you've collected, receipts, tags from clothes. I get it. Sometimes you bought something and you think, but then just take a second. I know people get overwhelmed. And so I don't have any judgment when we go to clean a house, but sometimes people are like, man, I'm so embarrassed or whatever. I get that when your whole house needs some love, it's hard to know where to start. And so sometimes even a system of like spring cleaning, that you just decide that maybe twice a year, you know, daylight savings, you could commit to taking some of these steps. And when you're able to do some of those processes and eliminate some things as well, then you can add on something extra. And that's why for a lot of people that we clean a home that has so much clutter and so much stuff, We'll notice pretty excitedly as we come back to clean that happened another day, a house that this piece of furniture, it was like a big end table. It was filthy. And the reason it was filthy, even though we had cleaned a deep clean the week before, you couldn't clean it. It had mm-hmm. so much stuff piled on it. But now for the lady, she's having an, an opportunity to, while she's not coming home and feeling overwhelmed by everything, mm-hmm. she's like, ah. I'm going to tackle that end table. So the next time they come to clean, they can give it a full on wipe down and right. hit it. And so, and she had said that, I hope you'll be patient with us. We're not able to get it all decluttered and put away for you to start. And I'm like, as long as you understand, we'll clean what we can get to. Yeah. But we're, it's, it's, a, it's a, a blessing, b- blessing mm. both ways. Yeah. You know, I, I never have any judgment about it because this is how I, it's my business. Right. If everybody had business. it all together, <laughs> you'd have no business. I, I'd have to get a different job. And sometimes, you know, we joke about it doesn't have to be that you hire a cleaning service. Like, I love doing that. But sometimes I meet ladies and I'm like, maybe they need to spring clean their closet or their kids' stuff. Invite a good friend over, bottle of wine, whatever it is you're into, Diet Pepsi, I don't know. And sometimes it's just helpful to ask somebody to be with you Mm -hmm. because you don't need them to decide your stuff. Not everybody can afford to pay an organizer or pay us to come clean. Right. And your husband probably doesn't care. And your kids aren't going to be helpful. No. Ask a girlfriend, come over. And look, you can gab and sort just as easily and have somebody kind of be your gopher. Hey, I'll throw them in the bag. Toss me what you don't want. Yeah. It's a lot more fun when you do it with a friend. That's a great idea. And you can do it, pay it forward back to each other. Like I'll go over to your house and work with one area. What a great idea to do in the spring. Like I'll come over to your house. We'll work on this one section. You come over and let's work on this area in my house. That's a great idea because sometimes it is. It's like that last part wanting to get that organized or that fixed. And once, and I can speak from this because we could be very chaotic in this house. Sure. And I've learned over the years I have to get more and more organized to stay ahead of the game. Yes. Because I feel like, like in fact, this weekend we went and we got a bunch of stuff from Ikea. For doing some, some, uh, we made these new cabinets. Well, putting them together kind of derailed us on Sunday, which that got us behind, which then, you know, we didn't get things put away. And so it just becomes this spiral. Sure. Yeah. 
if I, on top of that, went into the rooms and they were chaotic, I think I would feel so overwhelmed yeah. that it would take me down, you know? And so that really, I've realized, impacts both John and I. The more that we can keep this house less stuff um, and picked up and cleaned and have systems, the more that we can run at a higher octane yes. level without feeling like we're going to crash and burn. It frees up your mind, your time, your energy. Mm-hmm. Your, For sure. It's, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, phone yeah. a friend. Mm-hmm. Friends. Friends are, are your thing. So really quickly, I'm going to wrap up here. Um, what some tips and tricks for spring cleaning, just some areas to think about is, you know, your back of your appliances, really making sure you hit those. Your dryers, right? We talked about that. Cleaning um, your ovens underneath your vents. Um, the lights. Yeah. Uh, we spring and like shampooing those rugs, getting opening up and getting air. Absolutely. Taking the time to purge which is spring cleaning, right? Purging that stuff. Um, I, can you think of anything else that we Blinds and about? baseboards, just because nobody sits around on a regular basis cleaning those <laughs> things. Who wants Lines to? Blinds and baseboards and your your vent returns. Those yeah. are all yeah. important. So I think those are great places to kind of focus on. But, you know, it's a journey, and you get better over time, and having Absolutely. systems in place helps you so you can be more efficient and hopefully – Maybe not your list of your spring cleaning can move down because you're doing things routinely yes. throughout the year so that you don't have such a big overwhelming list to do in the spring. I Absolutely. definitely agree with that. I feel like that for sure, me, I'm in that area this year and it feels nice. It feels nice I don't have as many things to do in the spring. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. It, would pa- sure. it kind of pairs down that list. Now, if there's people out there that need some help with their spring cleaning, how do they reach you? You can always look me up on Facebook, which is super easy. Kathleen Paisano, it's P-I-S-A-N-O, or Capped Cleaning. It's K-A-P-T, stands for Kathleen Alex Phil and Tyler. You should always let your children pick a company name for you. And it's <laughs> Cleaning with a K, so Capped Cleaning. Or call or text me, 720-628-9894. Awesome. Well, everybody, have a great day. Enjoy your spring and get some cleaning done. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That wraps up this week's episode of the Healthier Home Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please share with us online at thehealthierhomepodcast.com. Did you find today's show helpful in creating a healthier home? If so, please help us spread the word by leaving us a review in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the Healthier Home Podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Until next week, may your home be filled with health, happiness, and love. Bye for now.